to African Teapot Podcast. My name is Exi and I'm your host. Journey with me through Africa's vast variety of culture, heritage, and discuss issues most African families face, both home and abroad. Make sure you add this podcast to your frequent podcast rotations and don't forget to share and follow this podcast. Welcome back to another episode on African Teapot. Today is our very first episode of season two. And I'm so excited to be back. And hopefully you guys are as well. I've missed you guys so much. And for those of you who kept tabs, kept in touch when we were on our little break, letting us know how your holiday went with your loved ones and family. Thank you guys so much. It's good to know that I was part of your routine, maybe morning routine to work or weekend routine. You know, it was just good to know that I was part of your household, you listening to me. So you guys missing me, talking to you guys and bringing topics and stuff, that is really encouraging. And I would say the break made me realize that I'm not in this alone. You guys are listening and you're looking forward to see us grow. So thank you so much for those who reached out. And for those who didn't, it doesn't mean I'm not still appreciative because I know you were taking a break just as we did, <laughs> right? So, but I'm thankful that we are, we are here and I've missed you guys so much and we can chit-chat about what we love chit-chatting about. Um, I know that some of you did reach out. Some of you did experience loss during the holiday. And I know it was still one of those holidays where we had COVID going on and there was just a lot of hurt um, around the world and it affected so many people and holidays are supposed to bring in a lot of cheer but to associate that with loss it's a very difficult not just physical but emotional thing to go through and my heart goes out to uh, to you to your family whoever experienced um, loss over the holidays or if you had a hard time going through the holidays some of you wrote and that was what you guys were going through and hopefully what I said helped I know some of you said it did you know because I wasn't on air to bring another topic to talk and distract some of you so I also realized that in as much as it's an educative I try to make sure that what I'm doing is educative and fun I realized that it's also an escape for some of us for what is going out here in the world with COVID loss and just people losing jobs and i mean some of your stories are really really very touching and inspiring as well some of you went through a tough time and you're making it and some of you are still struggling i don't want to say some of you some of us because i also and and i also have loved ones and myself where we things haven't been the same since covid right it's been a tough time since 2019 um so we just need to keep trying and if this is an escape for all of us and then i'm happy to be here um i'm happy to be doing this we are we are so happy to be doing this um again let's just be each other's keeper let's love one another let's encourage one another let's listen to people let's encourage people to come out of their shells and just share what they have to share with the world time is too short guys it looks like it's a lot but it's it's really very short um 
I just wanted to say that. And yes, I'm going to be posting the two winners. Like I said, those of you who kept in touch and subscribed to all our social media platforms. Um, I picked two lucky winners and I'm going to, or we're going to be um, posting those on our social platforms and letting them know what they want. And we're, I'm going to be doing this in collaboration with Lyris Glam. So the winners are going to get something special from Lyris Glam. Um, um, she does, she has, she, she pretty much tries to bring the beauty that is within, right? So I'm going to post that on social media. You guys will win some special goodies from Lyris Glam. You can always go check her out. She's on Instagram, Facebook, and her website lyrisglam.com all right now getting into our very first topic for this season this season pretty much is going to be exploring those things that a lot of a lot of you had questions about i i received a lot of questions about these things so i did do a lot of research on them and that's what we're going to be doing this season but for our very first topic we're going to be talking about the unique african wedding cultures um, and this is just going to be some because there are a lot. And I know after this, I'm going to get even more, <laughs> right? But I just wanted to talk about weddings because um, a lot of people were getting married. You went on social media over the holidays. There were a lot of um, African weddings and people making it traditional and things like that. And uh, I thought it, was, it would be a good topic because people were talking about it, posting it. And a lot of non-Africans were asking questions about it too. So we thought it would be a great topic to kick to kickstart season two. Now, first, I'm going to be talking about um, how we Africans generally look at weddings. Uh, in most African countries, wedding is not just two people. It's a it's like a, it signifies not only the unity between a man and a woman, but also coming together of two different families. Sometimes different families different clans villages and sometimes even different tribes right so uh weddings cannot it, it's not just festivity and it's just not marriage it's like a bridge it's like bridging gaps between a comp like cultures i would say sometimes um and loving another family like one family falling in love with another or not falling in love or coming together to love each other <laughs> if that makes sense the the man and woman fall in love but the families come together and they love each other and it becomes something where that that is my extended family right that that's how we africans tend to look at weddings um and because of this that's why weddings are very sacred culturally in most african countries it's almost like each family has to investigate the other family because we believe in marrying forever so if we accept this family we become family forever sometimes even if man and woman separate that family still they still have family ties right so before both families intermarry and become one they always have to investigate what family they are adopting if that kind of makes sense hopefully it does but most often they would send someone to go check on the bride's family, kind of like a background check, right? They would do a background check. That, that's the best way I can describe it is each family does a background check on the other family and they make sure that, you know, it's genuine, um, it's, it's in love, it's in respect, you know, 
the upbringing is right you know like i said a background thorough check through and then when they do that then that's when that's also part of um a traditional culture that we most africans would do for weddings excuse me but most africans would do for weddings so that is also part of the process to marry somebody right okay and then they there is usually what some countries will call knock door some countries will call introduction like nigeria knock door i know we have that in cameroon ghana it's almost like a like a like a pre like an arrangement a pre like letting the bride's family know about the intentions of the groom so nogdor the groom together with his family on a pre-arranged visit obviously they usually tell the other family they're coming um they knock on the door of the bride's house right to announce their intentions and prospects of joining both families right that's pretty much what nogdor is so when they go for nogdor and they would say well so sometimes most times people attribute nogdor to like an engagement but it's pretty much like an engagement to the family not just the girl because at that point the girl must have already known right the guy must have already proposed to the girl the girl knows that the guy is coming but that is more like proposing to the family of the bride the groom's family goes to propose to the girl's family right and make their intentions known and stuff like that so that's kind of like pre pre-wedding you know um so that's one thing that Africans some African countries would do and then there is also something i want to touch on in our african culture and society there is what we call civil weddings white weddings and traditional weddings so traditional weddings is where we have all these customs and traditions and um that we need to follow like the knock door and um doing background checks right that's all traditional and then you have the civil um ceremony civil ceremonies are mostly court so if you just go to do court to say you did a civil wedding that means you just went to you did a court wedding and then maybe a reception later or not you know it's all up to you and then you have white weddings white weddings is mostly the westernized form of wedding that's where the the white dress the ball gowns and you know church wedding and reception all of that is mostly called white weddings church weddings so you have the civil which is the court the church which we call white you know white weddings and then we have the traditional so pretty much here i'm more or less concentrating on the traditional because that's what is unique within the african culture right within the african people now um most often there is every african culture um most that i spoke to anyways have have a ceremony that would be presented in one way or the other but the bride always has with her bridesmaids and maybe older aunties and sisters of the family right where the women would don her up pretty her up and things like that and in some cultures you have the the um henna application henna is that reddish powder from dry henna bush and it's um the bebers usually do this in northern uh, africa and they usually call it siala if if i'm saying it right for me uh, forgive me if i'm not but if i'm saying it right northern africans do it this a, a lot but i know a lot of east african like my kenyan friend was talking about it and i know northern cameroon 
northern Nigeria, they also do that as well. I'm pretty sure it's the same for Ghana, where um, they would have the henna, they'll uh, mix the henna uh, ground bush, right? They mix it into a paste and they will use it to decorate their hands and feet, like draw pretty paintings that signify different things depending on what culture it is. It can be blessings, fertility, making her pretty because it's her special day and stuff like that. You have so you have henna practices. Um, you also have the money spring thing, which is very popular now. Into it's coming to circular culture, where even uh, I've seen Americans, Europeans like doing it suddenly, where they spray money on the bride and the groom on their wedding day. And I, doing research, I realized that the Yorubas. This is the Yorubas from Nigeria. This is actually something that is cultural to them, right? When they're spraying it, it's a form of um, spraying out blessings to the bride and groom, to the new couple. So it has like a significant cultural meaning to it, right? Also, like um, from Cameroon, a lot of cultures, including a lot of villages, including uh, my tribe, where my dad is from, and my mom from Cameroon. Um, we have where they would apply sometimes maybe palm oil on the bride, right? Um, and sometimes the groom, I've seen that, where they will apply the palm oil. It's a sacred ceremony, um, you know, to, to bless them, you know, with fertility, with uh, financial, you know, uh, blessings and things like that. So pretty much across that continent, there must be ceremonies where the women would bless the young bride, where the family would bless the couple, right? And you have uh, situations where the bride is um, educated on how to take care of her husband. Husbands are uh, have have discussions on what to do or what to expect out of marriage and things like that. So we do, I guess, the Western world, we will call it marriage counseling. But for us, we always have some traditional aspect to it. We always have a cultural piece to add to it, right? There must be some physical thing to make the significance just that unique and special. Because we are Africans, we just do that. Um, One other thing that I also wanted to touch on was um, dowry payment. So most often when they go for these introductions and knock doors, remember I said that was when the family of the groom goes to visit the family of the bride. So when that happens, most often there is discussion of dowries, which some people still to date call it bride price, right? It's not necessarily selling of your daughter, but it's trying to say you raised because a woman signifies the future because she's going to have kids and babies, right? So the dowry is not necessarily buying someone. It's more or less like I'm paying you for taking care of my future. These are future wife and future grandkids, future, you know, children and stuff. So it's that's the significance of a dowry. Um, so when I ask questions, that's why most times it doesn't have six fixed prices. But most often people um, confuse bride price because they say bride price to meaning that it's cash. No, in most cultures, it's not cash. You have items that they will give you. So Nigerians and other countries, Cameroon, Ghana, they have a situation where they'll give you a list. Maybe a list on the list, they'll tell you maybe you need to bring yams, you need to bring cola nuts, you need to bring palm wine, you need to bring oil, 
um that's uh, oil that is very prominent within that region like palm oil or whatever i know for us most if they say oil is mostly palm oil uh pieces of uh, african fabric that's you know for the women that's for the mother and the women of the family so this list is often given to the groom right so the groom has to go so they give it to his family during most often during that knock door ceremony and then when he goes right then he brings it you see he's he's going to eventually bring those things um so for some people it happens during the knock door some people it happens before the knock door right before i'm using knock door doesn't mean in every country it's called that that's how it's called in my country and that's why i'm using that word but for some people the inquiry of the dowry is done before the knock door so on the knock door they do that but pretty much when the dowry is given for to the bride's family from that point in our culture most african culture you are already married the moment the dowry has been taken care of if he has brought everything you know sometimes it includes livestock exchange of livestock it can be cows it could be chicken goats whatever when there is this exchange from the groom's family to the bride that's a dowry payment right for some people it's livestock for some people it's food items or some people it's a mixture and sometimes cash is also a part of the list right so all of these things i'm just trying to say it's unique for each country each tribe within the country each village within some of those tribes in the country you have unique things right you have things that is only done there so when if you are foreign and you want to ask if you you've you're so curious you want to ask an african you know from any african country ask them what their traditional rights are when trying to get a bride right you would realize it's different from person to person because we are coming from different tribes and ethnicities and you know just different culture it's it's a lot but i thought these things were enough to touch on it because i had a lot of questions when people were off it was the holidays a lot of weddings were going on and so there was a lot of oh talk about traditional weddings talk about you know weddings or oh did you see this so is this uh, non africans is this nigerian i'm like i know nigeria it's is huge so everything is mostly seen from that perspective but no some they show me and i'm like no this is not nigerian this is from ghana or zimbabwe or something and if you're attending a wedding sometimes when you're attending the white wedding the traditional already took place maybe you just didn't attend it because maybe i don't know it's some some of some of these traditional uh weddings are very sacred so sometimes the 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 most open would be the white wedding where anybody can attend but some of these weddings uh wedding ceremonies and traditions are done in private and some of them are done only at night there's some cultures that do it only at night they don't do it during the day and i can know for us from cultures in cameroon just at night you would have them and sometimes they would have to walk the bride to the groom's place of residence right and that walk is accompanied with singing it's accompanied with libations with the pour of money and blessings and all of that all the way to the bride's house to the groom's house that's another uh, traditional piece when you're talking about traditional weddings and cultures and you know practices across the continent but i thought i should highlight on this hopefully it answered a lot of those questions because a lot of you guys Since it was the holidays I just told you I would do it on the podcast, right? I tried to say a little bit but I was like I was going to do it on the podcast. 
so hopefully this is enough information and let me know if you have more questions or you have something to add because i know definitely you guys will have more to add so um let us know i can include that for the next episode but i will see you guys for the next episode we're already working on that so it's going to be fun again um and like i said on our social platforms we are going to announce the two lucky winners for our giveaway right i said i was going to announce that on the 31st episode of season two and talking about social media now we have a youtube i know i said that in the end of season one and i said you should subscribe and that was one of the criteria for picking the winners so we are going to be dropping our very first video on youtube and i'm going to have um none other than my sister friend <laughs> winnie she's we're gonna do that together and some of you were already throwing i threw out a question what you guys thought we should do for our very first video on youtube and some of you already brought in your suggestions and we are taking those into account and i will also announce when that video will be coming up on social media so if you want to be informed and up to date you have to follow african teapot on youtube follow us on instagram and follow us on facebook and now on facebook you can also listen to the podcast you don't need spotify or apple you don't need to download anything you just go to african teapot page on facebook and everything i've ever said on the podcast is there i've put up everything there so just and you can comment as well just like this episode you can comment at the bottom and i'm going to reply to all of your comments and your questions thank you so much you guys for being here thank you for sticking by with us throughout this journey and see you guys next time for our next episode thank you for listening and hope you join me for the next episode you can always reach us via email at africanteapot at gmail.com and follow us on instagram at at african underscore teapot Thank you.